0: Welcome to the Red Pill Training Podcast, brought to you by James Jowsey Training, 3D Physiotherapy, and the Mansfield Sports Institute. Gemma, James, and Phil, delivering topical podcasts on fitness, nutrition, health, lifestyle, training, and sports. Good morning, team. Morning, Phil. Good morning, everybody. Beautiful Wednesday morning. Summer's close. Exist. <laughs> <laughs> time will, does <laughs> time exist? Time exists. We've been we've been having these. Uh, well, we have, yeah, yeah. Chelsea's turning a bit f- philosophical in his old age, starting to um, question the world and its wonders. Perhaps cynical. Perhaps cynical. Perhaps. First, no, I, Phil was the one that said time doesn't exist, and I I agree that time is a man-made thing, but there are different. Definitely different periods of seasons, for example, exist, and that goes for a course of something other than time. It will, in theory, last a certain period. What we call that period, such as summer, which is now only two weeks, if we believe that time exists. Wonderful introduction to a podcast about strict and cheating, isn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, mean, oh, sorry, I meant strict in kipping. Uh, so I mean, crudely put here, I'm being provocative on purpose. So take it. Don't take it too literally. But is it? Is it just cheating to get it done? Uh, no, it's part of what the training methodology wants to get from the workout. Okay. So what so what would be the benefits of kipping, for example, over strict or strict over kipping for that example for that for that matter? So kipping uses more muscles, so it spreads the force across multiple joints, or oh, sorry, it shares the load across multiple joints, so we get help from the hips to the arms to be able to overcome the weight, for example, which is our body weight. Example, so that would be the benefit that we get the same work done, which is our body weight doesn't change, so we get that same work done and um, with less effort, so therefore we can do more.
1: But it seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? That that would be using more muscles. If you looked at it, if you looked like a up for example, you would think that doing it strict would be either harder or using more muscular well,
0: strength. It uses more muscular strength in less across less muscles. Yeah. So therefore, it's harder, yes, because if there's four of us picking up a table, sorry, if there's four of us around the table, and the analogy, analogy we like to use, and only two of us actually lift, then it's harder to lift the table. So doing a strict movement means that, I'm only u- I'm using less less muscles, so therefore we can't carry the table as far. Whereas if we go and use more joints, we now use more muscles and we spread that load and that work across more. So now we can do more reps and it's easier. Before, doesn't the momentum make doesn't the momentum counter that momentum? Then, so the upward portion, yes. But then, for well, for gymnastics in particular, now that the momentum of the gymnastic pull in you know, a pull up, pull up a muscle up specifically, because now we're using momentum, so there's now more downward force. So the downward force coming out of the pull, so the traditional, when I say downward force, the eccentric phase. So from De- decelerative phase, decelerative phase, so going from above the bar to back to full extension, that is now done with momentum of the body. So depending on your body weight, that momentum and acceleration from there, from above the bar to down, now from above the bar to down, now means that there is more force going through the shoulder. So actually, that more force going through the shoulder means that now we actually have more stress at the shoulder, but now we're actually overcoming more load. So we can actually get a strength development from doing the kipping motion.
1: So coming from a physio point of view, um, in terms of things like injury, we see injuries when using kipping motions, or I will see injuries certainly when using kipping motions. Is that because of the way that people are doing it? Is that because, how would you sort of tackle that?
0: I'd like to potentially challenge you, sir. Go on, sir. (laughs) And say that with the greater speed, I agree, you've got greater speed, so you're coming down faster. Yeah but you still have momentum to decelerate it with. Now, I don't have, I think, we'll, send, we'll set Gemma on this because I think looking at some, if there is any kind of data or any kind of, any kind, there probably isn't because no one would research it, but the interesting aspect there is the speed of coming down creates more load. Like you're coming from a higher height at greater speed, yeah. it creates more load. But we also know momentum stabilizes. We also know, like runners, it's easier to run faster than slower, yeah, because the momentum stabilizes you. So, could we could we be seeing that? I think the answer to that is that we see more injuries with <coughs> with kipping. Might argue for that it is greater stress, but the fact that you can do higher volume because you're kipping could also be the answer to why we've got an injury. So. So yes, I'd say both, because yes, it's harder in a sense that there's more force going through the shoulder. But yes, on the down phase, but because of the efficiency on the up phase, we can do more. So now we're because we can go longer, then we're gonna more susceptible to fatigue now. But now we're fatiguing under a greater load rather than under a lesser load, which would just be the strict pull-up. So yes, you're more open to injury from that point of view. So so there's a lot of sort of a, or a school of thought or a discussion of um, you can't or you shouldn't be doing kipping until you've got strict or on the other side of things, you know, start with kipping to get the strength to go strict and, you know, depending on if it's Tuesday or Thursday, you'll hear a different coach having a different opinion. Um, where, where do you stand as you probably... No, number one CrossFit coach in the world. <laughs> where, 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 where do you stand? Um, go back to being a kid and play. Hang on stuff, swing on stuff. Um, like the gym, we get a bit caught up in, because it's a gym exercise, it's got to be something that's achieved. But like kids' development, like my little girls going through gymnastics and they literally just start with hanging on things. And being on monkey bars, and it just develops a lot of strength within the joint. In that initial range, it literally is that that hanging point where there isn't the strength and the time and the grip being able to hold on, like, is a huge starting point for people. Um, learning the kipping m- movement, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with learning the basics of a kip, like just the beat swing, going in that initial range, because that is where... Yeah, that's where the injury happens but getting used to that technique the coordination of that and building up some endurance there before you think about going all the way from the top because obviously the higher we go the more mm-hmm. the momentum builds up so we need that the ability for that shoulder to be strong and be able to, to deal with that force yes so actually just just doing both there's not nothing doesn't have to start in A or B we can give them a bit of the kip skill initial stages, whilst developing some strength through the serves portion. So, so are we? Are we? You know, the front squat, the overhead squat, and the back squat smell like each other, but they're not the same. Yeah, um, they're called a squat, but they're very, very different. Center of gravity, muscle yeah. activation patterns, etc., etc., etc. Should coaches be viewing? kipping and streak as two different exercises. Should we stop and say, look, let's draw a line down the middle and say, one doesn't precipitate another, they're different exercises? Yeah. Because ultimately, you're actually, if you look at where the actual, the the line of action is completely different, like a pull-up is a vertical, you're travelling vertically, whereas a pull, a kipping pull-up is actually a pull-in. Yeah. So it's the same as doing a shoulder press versus an incline bench press yeah actually just two different angles yeah and you can get people like you speak to many people that press and go oh yeah i'm great at pressing overhead but i can't bench or i can't do this because everyone's got strength through different angles so it is about having strength or control or experience like skill acquisition all the components of fitness through those different angles it's completely specific to Movement and skill is specific to, ta- it's specific to task. Like, what is the task? We get good at what we train. So if we don't train that movement, then we don't get good at it.
1: Do you think that applies the same to some of the other kipping movements, like muscle-ups, for example, or um, like handstand pushups, push-ups, for example, in terms of separating the two things out? I can completely yeah. understand it and, and pull-up. I absolutely agree. But I wonder about people doing things like keeping handstand push-ups. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, the problem with handstand push-ups is, let's face it, we're not designed to put our body weight on our head. <laughs> like, no, Is the It's the coolest thing. Like, it is ninja. It's cool as anything. Like... I mean, there's no, no, it, like, no, no one's made that real, have they? Why aren't we designed to put hands up? If we can do it, why aren't we designed to do it? All right, but, I mean, you're a, you're a guy with fusions in his neck. It's, it's not exactly designed to take much force, is it? Oh, no, with so, no, I just mean, like, if it's possible, idiots like us will do it. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Which we did in the open. Yeah, well, yeah, eight minutes handstand press-ups. Um, um, yeah. So we are drawing a line between the two. Uh, I mean, for me, there's a big difference between a keeping pull-up and a strict pull-up as there is between a squat and an open squat Back squat and over-squat. That's a vastly, vastly different. So we're going to draw a line between the two and say they, they both need to develop as, as separate techniques um, yeah, for sure. Um, but obviously the transfer, being good at one, like being good at a strict will help transfer that ability to, to do the kip as well. So you getting stronger strict and getting your your body, um, your max max weight pull-up up will mean that effectively the muscles that you require to pull will have more strength. So now that that kipping movement is even easier. So it will transfer over from that perspective. But yeah, they're, they're still... work on both. Okay. In terms of injury perspective, Gemma, is one a higher risk than the other?
1: As... Yeah, I would imagine that... Well, certainly I see more um, in terms of the kipping with things like shoulder injuries, particularly when... Um, the person or the athlete is hasn't got the ability to perform the movement, so things like the extension at the bottom of the the hang like thoracic extension you're gonna potentially load your shoulders differently um or if they haven't got certain movements that they need in order to pre- perform it then then they are gonna get an injury more so than with a strict movement because with a strict movement, I think you can. Certainly compensate differently, but also you're just not going to be able to do
0: it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Like more muscles are involved in the kipping motion because more joints are involved. But if those the other muscles, like the abdominals, for example, they're hugely important in that that extension at the bottom of the of the kip. Like if they can't help that deceleration of that load force, then that force just goes to the shoulder. Yeah. So that dissipation of force has to be across all the joints. It can't it's not just it's not just the shoulder's fault. So it's not a weak shoulder that means you got injured. It could be a weak core that means you've got yeah. a shoulder injury because all the forces go in there. Like we can't just blame the shoulder, it's not strong enough to to take it. It's it's multifactorial because we've got more joints moving. So it has to be. Okay. So for those guys listening that want to get better at their kip, uh, might be doing swimming, take them out of the water, do some dry land work, uh, dry land work for press-ups and kipping stuff. Give us some exercises, uh, give us some suggestions of of things guys can be doing at home to improve their work while doing kipping pull-ups without doing keeping pull-ups. Cool, yeah, so you have got down the gymnastic route, which is um, you know, hollow rock and arch rocks, just to get used to that motion and that coming from the midsection. Um, we like to do um, shock horror lunges, but what you can do is you can take the lunges and you get dumbbells in your hand and you can start to swing dumbbells, so you're actually in that bottom position of a lunge. You can swing, so you end up with dumbbells going up over your head backwards you feel like you're in that, that arch position at the bottom of the kip um, like i say the ability to hang like holding that hang grip our force we've, we've already established many times like the force is greater going through the body so your grip therefore has to be good enough to hold you for that amount of time you're on the bar longer with kipping because like we can go for longer So you therefore have to have the grip that can match that and deal with that extra force and momentum going through the body. So, yeah, isolated abdominal work, integrated abdominal work through lunging, grip work, and yeah, keep your pulling work going as well. And skill acquisition, like work the actual skill. doesn't have to be the full movement, just work that bottom end position because that's where you're more likely to get injured and gradually increase the momentum that you're going towards it. But sure that you can hold that for... Do that for multiple reps, not three kip swings and straight up to the top of a pull-up. Like show me you can do twenty kip swings repeatedly, like and control it. Like top work team. What we're we doing next week?
1: Disc pathology
0: disc, and training. Disc pathology and training.
1: Absolutely.
0: Looking forward to it. Thank you. have a good day Thanks. thank you for listening to the podcast if you're enjoying the podcast and want to come and join us on our red pill movement assessors course we'll be teaching you the biomechanical assessment procedure designed by James Jowsey and Phil Mansfield there are two dates left this year, the 23rd and 24th of June in Whatever It Takes, London, which is selling fast, so uh, book up. Or the 27th and the 28th of October in Reebok CrossFit Nuremberg. Look forward to seeing you there.